2: The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances.
3: Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo.
1: <laughs> Ain't nobody really a
2: gorilla. Ain't nobody really a gorilla, I say. Ain't nobody really a gorilla. Ain't nobody really a gorilla. Gorilla Jackson. As we are brought in by the fire tones of the Tongans, with whom we give all deference to, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of The Outsider's Edge. And uh, as we're sitting here waiting for the world's longest uh, loser leaves town match to end. It's
4: (laughs) the season finale this year. You've been holding on to that
2: one for for an hour at least. At least two. At least two. Um, yeah, it's your boy, Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. I got the brothers with me, the familiar. I got Kyle and Carl with us. Again, you listen to the Outsider's Edge. We are going to talk wrestling. That's the whole point of this show. But there is no way we can't talk about the shit that's happening right now. We're going to get some yucks out just to...
5: The shit that's chop-
4: happening is wrestling. Politics is wrestling in a half, first of
2: all. And, it's, and it involves a, a WWE Hall of Famer. Places, Joe Frisco. Earl Briscoe had the greatest tweet of the night. He was like, looks like I'm not the only uh, WWE Hall of Famer who's about to lose their job this year.
3: (laughs) I saw that. I
5: saw that. that. And
3: and the funny thing is, he would actually be the third if you count Kurt Angle. He did get laid (laughs) off. He got furloughed, at least, I guess. I
2: I don't ever want us to be the political show because I I maybe. More than my two co-hosts understand that there is some catharsis in keeping some things separate. Everything can't be kept separate; it cannot be. But there is some catharsis in it. However, there are some times where you just cannot ignore the obvious. So I see the floor to you, gentlemen, and then we'll get to the wrestling. Man.
3: So, do you want to go first, Kyle, or should I? Carl, I'm gonna let you go first, man. I'm okay. Let you go first. Okay. So first of all, the interesting thing about us recording this is that literally as we're all speaking and I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but as we're all speaking, the election could be called while we're talking. And I find that to be great in a lot of ways because it's it's twofold for me because I've been stressed about this shit all week. The last two days, my computer has been on Google Live election results. It never stops. I'm refreshing the page. It refreshes on its own and I'm refreshing the page. Okay. I'm not going to, I don't have to get into my political beliefs. If you guys listen to me enough or see me on Twitter, you know where I'm at. But the beautiful thing about tonight is for me, I'll be honest, I didn't necessarily want to do the show because I was, I've been so stressed out and I've got a lot of anxiety about this, but we've been talking for like two hours before we even recorded this damn thing. I couldn't resist the dulcet tones of the Ex- Golden Lovers. <laughs> exactly. And it has been so great. And like, I'm not even paying attention. And I feel like if one of you guys is just randomly like, hey, they just called it, I might just scream into the microphone in <laughs> <and>
6: happiness.
3: <laughs> so it's good to get your mind off of this nonsense. And if you've been paying attention to what's been going on, I would hope that most of you have because. Even though we are the laughing stock of the world right now, it's still kind of important um you would know that like even if tonight doesn't even if tonight is the end or if it's not it's probably far from over and so I think that um it's just crazy it it really feels like it like you said when you're trying to make that connection with wrestling it's like the uh, loser leaves town match does
2: We're hoping there's not a dusty finish.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Well, here's the other thing about that. Like, with a loser leaves town match, the loser always comes back to town at some point. That's a good point. And so that's kind of where I'm at. You guys know my concerns personally. So I just, I'm very, like, I'm like, I've got a lot of, like, there's a lot of feelings going on. And, of course, I've drank a lot of them away. But that's kind of, uh, you know, um it's an important time in our country. It's an important time for a lot of people. So uh, we're hoping for the best. Um, I would say, regardless of who you voted for, but I would be lying if I said that. So you know, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, vote Jorgensen, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vote Jorgensen so, to make everything muddled and fucked up. Appreciate that. No
2: so, diss to the Jorgensen.
3: No diss. First
4: eh. things first. First things first. I will say this. There were 115,000 coronavirus cases in the United States today. Correct. There are 1,100 deaths today. Crazy. Um, So, like, while the president is cutting, uh, is working himself into a shoot um, on national television. (laughs) Well done. um, You know, before (laughs) Vince Russo comes out and fires his ass, um, The pandemic is still happening. The economy is still tanking.
3: Are you sure I heard it was going to be over after the election? I don't know. I mean,
4: I don't know. I think that might have got lost in the bleach. Oh. Oh. Oh, well
2: Um, Well done.
4: But, like, in all seriousness, though, like, this is so fucking fitting for this entire presidency. From the false declaration of victory to the, like, creeping vote counts. Like, the vote count in Georgia is separated by, like, 2,000 votes right now. And there yep. are 16,000 votes left to count. And they're almost all from Atlanta because Black America is here to save
2: our asses. Eight town stay down. Oh, it just hit me. It just hit me. Nevada is Roman Reigns and the Triple Threat with the Fiend and Braun Strowman. He ain't signed the contract yet on me. He but he gonna show up and win.
4: <laughs> Nevada is a bushy in New Japan before he signed. Good point. I might win, but
3: I bet you I'm gonna show up and be in your main event, bitch. I feel like Georgia is like getting ready to make the hot tag. You know what I mean. <laughs>
2: He's, 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 uh, um, oh my God. He's a face in um, peril. Why do I forget Ricky Morton? Got the the other, spot. Who is the other the member King of the Tank Rock and Roll Express? Express? The Rock and Rolls. It's Ricky and Robert, Robert Gibson. So yeah. it's Robert Gibson. It's coming. Ah. Uh.
4: But, um, no, it's just so fitting, and it is hilarious. But, yeah, politics is wrestling, especially when the politics involves a WWE Hall of Famer and, like, his supporters, including a really fucking stupid future Hall of Famer. Can we talk about
5: that shit for a minute?
4: I'm gonna read uh,
2: the tweets.
4: I'm gonna read the tweet. So we got y'all, receipts. So, we got some receipts, because, like, we got a call to the stand here. We got to bring to task, um... One,
2: Christopher Jericho. Um, I caught a bitch by his name, Chris Irvin. Like, he's like Chris Jericho right now. This is Chris Irvin talking. I thought it was Irvine. I'm, I'm not going to give him the respect of calling him Irvine. Well, that hurts. that's hurtful. Because oh, you're right. right. You're right. I just thought about that. Good point. He's Irvine. I apologize. No,
3: thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm starting to get a little upset. Not going to lie.
2: I Irvin, E Irvin. Different. Um, that is true. I'm not a political person. But is it strange to anybody else that for the first time ever we have to wait a day, dot dot dot, two days, dot dot dot, five days, dot dot dot, ten days, dot dot dot, dot to find out who won the presidential race? When I tell you that I ain't, ne- I I haven't seen more people dunk on motherfuckers since LeBron dunked on oh, Jason can we
5: just first? But like, but first of all, 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 motherfucker, you ain't a political person. You donated like the max contribution three times in the last six months to the Trump campaign. Ain't no not a political person in that shit. You had Don Jr. on your fucking podcast. Ain't no not a political person on that shit. That's number one. That's the first of all. (laughs) I ain't a fucking political person. Ain't political my goddamn ass. Second of all, isn't it strange... Motherfucker, you came in as Y2J. Hey,
2: hey, hey, the Jericho has no memory of that.
3: Say real quick with, with Jericho, a couple things. He had Don Jr. on the podcast, right? He donated yep. three grand to the Trump to Trump. Yep. He's had Andrew Yang on the podcast. That's not just keep it a buck. Okay. It's that's not the only he's political. He's had more than one political guy on his podcast. As and here's the other thing. He's from Winnipeg, you idiot.
6: <laughs>
3: okay? That means he had to get citizenship in the United States of America to even – No, he didn't. No, he, that's didn't. That's he that's was true.
4: born in New York.
2: He was born in Manhattan. Because when he – Thanks for correcting
4: His dad played for the New York Rangers.
3: Ted
2: Irving, yeah. Thank you born. for correcting
3: me on that. Yeah, he has
4: dual He has dual citizenship because yes. of that.
3: Well, that's yes. good and good for him, but he still claims to be from Canada. So, no, no, you're right.
4: be- he is Canadian. I just don't want us to, like, no, but that's my point. My, that my
3: point is, that, like, when you, and that actually kind of helps me a little bit, I guess, because when you claim to be from Canada and then you act like all of a sudden you don't care about United States politics, even though you've been donating to campaigns and having political figures on your podcast, we all know you're full of shit. And that's why you got dunked on by, like, everybody. When CM Punk dunks on you... (laughs) With Spongebob. CM Punk with the jokes.
4: With the jokes. I love the new unfiltered Phil because, like, he's an asshole and a piece of shit, but, like, he owns it. And so, like, when he's just here with the jokes, I'm here for it.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it's... So, look, man, I don't... You know, I know my two compatriots. I was gonna say, you know, you have the right to believe and, and agree with, and and support who you want to believe. I know my compatriots would be like, "Fuck that! I'll be the I'll be the diplomatic one of the three. However, um, I think there is a time when I think everybody can agree or feel that there is some necessary change. And so, what's happening is, as I think, a a a is a result of that. And then when you say stupid shit, like Jericho, he certainly and clearly did that to just be controversial and stir up shit.
4: He did, and also to score points with that like conservative intelligentsia. But like, what's fucked about it is, so Carl, you were mentioning how you were, you've been really nervous before we started the show and everything. And a big part of the reason you've been so nervous is because The sitting president, who is clearly losing right now, this election, is openly trying to question the legitimacy of the election and potentially inciting violence. Yeah, he's
3: galvanizing his supporters. And so
4: when Jericho's making these tweets with bullshit, that is potentially fueling the fire of inciting actual legitimate violence. Absolutely.
3: Stand back and stand, stand, back and stand by. Yeah. It's the thing, the people that I feel like, I know people know this, but I don't think that they take it seriously so much is that words have power. We, we always, you know, like people always say like, well, actions are louder than words. And I kind of disagree because words perpetuate that shit. That words are what lead people to action. You know, you don't just wake up one morning with no knowledge and are like, fuck it. I'm going to go do this. Like something has happened. That's why when you see crazy things go off in the United States, you always find like some dumbass manifesto or some crazy shit like that. Words have power. The things you read, the things you put your mind on and the things you focus on matter. And Jericho, no matter what he was trying to do, if he's trying to be a gimmick, which he's not, first of all, but if he, if that's what he's doing in this particular playing off of that, audience that he has is dangerous you know especially in the wrestling community where you've got i mean a lot of people in the wrestling community are are conservative let's just be real about it you know 100 100
2: and they're quiet as shit tonight you know what america reminds <laughs> me of y'all and then let's move on but america reminds me of like a really shitty reality show that's fair right but, doesn't america kind of remind you of like the first
3: few seasons of the real world well, it's like everybody keeps saying, are y'all ready to watch the season finale of the United States? Like, nah, I mean, it nah, ain't nah. a joke. It's, it's, it's you know. That,
4: no, it's more simple than that, though. You know what America is? America is Thanksgiving 24-7. America is permanent Thanksgiving. And the reason I say it's permanent Thanksgiving is because what is Thanksgiving? Forced family time. When you've got to have all the family around you all the time. You look around that motherfucking table and you're just like, how the fuck did we come from the same place? Are you shitting me? Get these
5: people the fuck away from me.
2: As as a historian, I really hope you realize that the joke you that joke you just made is so deep. Because the whole reason we have Thanksgiving is because they killed all them damn Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. I just hope you understand how deep that joke was. But... <laughs> back to the wrestling um, and for the record because again I, I try to be diplomatic of, of the diplomatic one of the three in the show notes I'll make sure I put the time we start talking wrestling if you don't want to hear the shit I respect that but we got some fuck shit to talk about in the wrestling too so I don't like we said at the end of the show if you don't like that I, we don't give a fuck
3: um, well, let's, let's flip the show blue and we'll talk about wrestling you see, thank you for that. Thank you so.
2: Much. So you want you want to be like Sasha when she came back and with the well, was, wig and just Well, off. when we
3: started, when we started the show, I was seeing red. We're gonna flip it blue now, and we're gonna talk oh, about
2: that's that's Brian level bad, bro. Just just <laughs> thank you.
3: But well, Brian will be proud when he
2: hears it. Then is what it sounds <laughs> like to me. Okay, so um, I want to run through a couple of major stories. We're gonna we're gonna break through. We're gonna break down um, full gear, which is this weekend. Uh, the Golden Lovers, of course, will be purchasing and watching. And I'm actually, as as it gets closer, I'm quite excited. There's some really big, it, it, intriguing matches. Match,
4: there are a few matches that are going to be really good, mm-hmm. and t- two of them have had a really good build as well. Yes, one of them has not had a good build. I don't think very much at all. But the match but it's itself match. is going to be. I was going to say yeah. the match itself is going to be amazing.
2: Yeah. And um, and even res- res- with respect to the way it was it was set up, Sheeta and Nyla's gonna be great. So it's gonna be well, some I good mean, matches.
5: Cody Orange Cassidy
2: and Cassidy, yeah, Cody and Darby, Cody. like that'll be a good match. Orange Cassidy and, and everybody's favorite Dark Order henchman J- John Silver, that's gonna be good. Like it's Allison K and who gonna D? root
5: for in that match? By the way,
2: oh Silver, S- Silver's the hottest dude in that entire brand, bro. Silver's the hottest dude in that company. Like like if I like don't be surprised. If they really talk about if they really believe in they go about what the what the audience wants, then Silver's gonna break out from the third quarter and go against Brody by January. Paul <laughs> Yes. It's like Silver's hot. Um but we're but we're and and, and for the record, Carl is just drunking up to talk AW tonight. So Always. I'm here to troll him at least. I do. You mentioned a uh, a political figure in our earlier rant, Mr. Andrew Yang. Well, one of the things that he's been very big on recently is the whole Twitch situation with WWE. And literally, as we were ending the show last week, uh, the news popped out that all of the major um, streamers—I guess you can call them—were shutting down their their sites, uh, particularly. Mia Yim is one of the major ones. AJ Styles is one of the major ones. But there was none more heartbreaking than Paige. I mean, I watched it. I read Ooh, the transcript yeah. to Carl. To, 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 I, which one, I, I don't remember which one it was. I know I read the transcript to one of y'all. It's heartbreaking. And I, I feel for her because her thought process is, I broke my neck for y'all twice. I am not a wrestler anymore. My dream is gone. I sit in this house all day and have nothing to do. You don't use me, understandably, because I can't wrestle. All I'm trying to do is play some games and have a community to be a part of. I I feel for her so much. So much to the point where she said, fuck it, she's still streaming. Will she get in trouble? I don't know. Um, We have gone ad nauseum about this over the months. But the reason I think it's relevant to talk about it today is because it was officially, the cut update happened. What do you guys think how? What, what What? are your responses to that? What are you thinking of the actual cut-up day coming? Do With a possible new regime coming in, in place in the government, do you think things will change? Like, What is your outlook and your perspective on the situation, knowing that it's happened?
5: My outlook
4: is something that we've said on this show many, many, many times. It's just another example of how they're independent contractors when it's convenient for the company – and employees when it's not. Yeah. And and that's really what it just comes down to. Like They are not independent contractors. It is a red herring that the company uses to feel better about the way that they treat their workers.
3: I tend to follow with you on that, and I think that what Rance mentioned here, where there's a potentially a new regime coming, could change a lot of things at the same time though if i'm being perfectly honest with you i don't know that someone like andrew yang is actually going to end up in that cabinet um just going off of kind of what i think i just don't actually see that happening um however i think i do think it's important that we understand that there's a lot of people out there i've noticed and I've, i've kind of been like you know i'm in my social media circle, I'll see a lot of good and bad, but like Paige is a kind of a polarizing figure and that she has chosen to kind of like be with people who maybe not aren't so great in terms of... She's made horrible personal decisions. Just correct. Sympathy. And Leave so it. she doesn't seem to get a lot of sympathy, but and that's fine if you don't want to give her sympathy for that, but like it doesn't just because you don't want to give her sympathy doesn't mean that her point isn't valid. And I think that's kind of one of the issues I'm running into when I, when I think about these kinds of things is, you know, what she has to say matters on the, on the, just on the basic grounds that like she has nothing to do, right? Like she's under contract. WWE will not use her. Would she be as upset if she was even being used? I don't know. Like someone like AJ Styles, for instance, Well, if he has to shut down his Twitch, okay, but he still gets to be on TV. He still gets to compete. He still gets to do the things that she doesn't get to do. So while there are different arguments to this entire thing, I think the one thing that we could all agree on is that it's an unfortunate circumstance and it definitely affects a lot of people in a lot of negative ways. And like Kyle said, it's, 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 it's. You're an independent contractor when it's convenient, you know, and that, and I think that's the biggest problem that I have with the whole scenario.
4: Well, I, I mean, I still, before I'm sorry, Rance, before I let you jump in, I just, I still will maintain, you know, the hill I'm going to die on for the wrestlers is not Twitch. The hill I'm going to die on for these wrestlers is every single one of them should have health insurance, right? Yeah. But it is still bullshit. Like, it just is. Like, you can't have it both ways. And that's what they try
2: to do with the independent
5: contractors.
2: You said something interesting to me, though, um, that I think some people really believe because you're right. Paige gets a lot of shit on the internet. And to her credit, she has invited a lot of the shit she's got. She has. Um, not all of it. Not all of it. No. Let me be clear about that. But there is something she's done willingly and knowingly that she's invited. However, mm-hmm that has got nothing to do with this. But it is unfair to hold her with to the same standard as somebody like AJ Styles for multiple reasons. Number one, even if she was brought, even if she was a commentator every week, if she was a general manager every week like she was, if she was a manager, if she was on TV every week, Paige grew up as the daughter of wrestlers. She is the younger brother of two wrestlers. Her mom wrestled with her while well, she was six months pregnant. Like, Paige was born and put on this earth to wrestle. That is what she was, That was what was her calling in life.
3: Yeah.
2: So nothing will ever replace that for her. She might not have the luxury that Corey Graves has. She might not have the luxury that Daniel Bryan had for a few years. She might not have the luxury that some of these people have, right? That those, those other situations um, quench that thirst for longing Or for um, completeness, right? Twitch. She even acknowledged doesn't doesn't quell it, but it, it is it is the thing that she is interested in now that gives her something to do, that gives her a level of enjoyment. And we haven't, none of us three have talked about this in this current situation, but given the fact that not only can she not work, work but we're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's not like she can go hang with her friends, it's not like she can go back to England and, and and be with her family. She's stuck in a house with her, her shitty-ass boyfriend, and her big-ass dog. What else can she do? So, you know, I think her situation is very unique. I don't think you should always change a situ- entire the entire outlook of, for, of a situation for one unique thing, but I do think it is warranted here, that I do think, while they're dead-ass wrong for what they're doing, I, th- I, 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 I can't help but hope that Nick Khan, who's the new co-president and the CFO, or Vince, or even if this is under Triple H's jurisdiction, just give her some leniency and let her fucking play video games online. Like, as I've told you guys from the very beginning, I understand Cameo, and I actually agree with WWE on shutting that shit down. Because they already had a stake in the game in that world. They already had meet and greets. They already had these things. That is infringing upon something the company did to be monetized. I feel that. I actually understand that. Ain't nobody in WWE ever gave a fuck about some video games but with, with Xavier Woods. True. So that, this has nothing to do with your bottom line. They're not infringing upon your your intellectual property. They're not infringing upon anything that you do as a business. Let them play some damn video games. It's
5: stupid. Shit. Half of them didn't even have their character name as their handle. Well,
2: most of them did, but they changed that. And that was, that was supposed to be the middle ground. Is, well, you know what? If you're not real Paige, if you're Soraya, if you're not AJ Styles, your Styles clash. If you're not Mia Yim, you're Stephanie Bell, whatever it is, we'll be all right. And then they still made them shut that shit down, which really looks bad.
3: It does. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you're essentially controlling every aspect of your workers' lives. And the worst part about it is, and maybe this is a reach, I don't know, but you guys are the, you're so responsible when it comes to making sure that, you know, they don't play video games online and make money off of that. But you're also one of the top three fucking places when it comes to outbreaks in COVID. So uh, where's the responsibility there? You talk know what I mean? It. Yeah. Talk I'm just about saying. It.
2: there was a there was a recent outbreak right before in NXT, which is always an NXT. And I please get that shit together,
3: Paul, or somebody. I'm saying, where, but, are uh, where are your priority? Where are your real sure. priorities at? You know what I mean? Outfit,
4: and the COVID yeah. outbreak thing and the COVID outbreak thing just brings back to my point. Of my hill to die on, these fuckers deserve health insurance. I'm not talking, oh yeah, but every time you tear your pectoral in the ring,
5: they pay for Dr. Andrews to sew you up. That's not insurance. That's workman's comp. That's what that is. People don't want to call it that. They want to call it the company looking out. Nah, dog, that's workman's comp. And the reason that they're workman's comping you, the best surgeon... Is because you are a cash horse. Yeah. And they can still make money off your ass if they fix you upright. That's why they and, will pay for your ass to go to rehab. That's yep. not health insurance. That's yep. workmen's comp. You got a problem. If I fix it, I can get your money.
2: And it looks good on them because you have situations like with uh what they've done for all the people who've been rehab, like Waltman and and, and Scott Hall and Jake, or a Gallic like MVP who had a debilitating heart problem and they found it in a wellness test and they sent him to go get it fixed like it looks good but in reality you're right they're just making sure their horses can run and you, that's, that's, that's factual information it is not health insurance and while some companies, some companies don't even fucking do that in the wrestling business we at yeah. least they, they deserve credit for at least doing that that is the minimum that's not the line. That should be the minimum. Exactly. Like I, I
4: want.
5: I want to know that if Johnny Gargano gets the flu, he don't have to wrestle for the next two weeks. He can go home. He can go yes. to the doctor and yep. not have to pay it out of his downside. He just goes to the doctor because he's got fucking insurance.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's and and then and then the no, I don't, we don't have enough time to talk about this tonight. But the one thing I hadn't thought about was, and I know, you can say they have a form of this, but they don't have a real. Uh, they don't have a legit form of this. And I don't even know how you would do this, but it'd be cool if they had some some semblance of some retirement when they got to a certain age, don't you think? A pension plan, so something? a pension or a so but because you, know you got these 60, 60, 60, 60 year old men. Old ass dudes who can barely walk taking two bumps in some high school bingo hall, not dissing anybody. No. Just to get but, a paycheck. It's but ridiculous. You
4: know what? But you know what? Here's the thing for that. And I know it's something that we talk about. Like, it's never going to happen in wrestling for so many reasons, and blah, 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 blah. If you look at professional sports, the NHL don't have a retirement fund. The NFL don't have a retirement fund. The NBA don't have a retirement fund.
2: The Players Association do. Well, what did we say last week? If if SAG would just bring them on, a lot of this would be quelled. Well, that's what I'm saying,
4: and so like, and that's like really what it comes down to. Like, retirement plans are generally offered by the association, the player association. So it's like either the unionized, or like you said, if they could just get into fucking SAG, like there is no reason that anybody who works for ROH, Impact, AEW, or WWE shouldn't be SAG eligible with the number of TV dates that those companies run in a
3: year. So should we, so, as should this podcast, be the guys who make the push to to get no. our favorite no. sport into SAG? Nobody, nobody get fuck about us. No. <laughs>
2: uh, no. Hey, listen, I'm
3: just trying here. I'm just trying. to I
2: mean, us. look, maybe you want to tweet you. You know what? You have the password to the. To the edge Twitter, you tweet that shit. You go ahead, have fun. And, and this this may be the elitist in me, and I'm not an elitist, but fuck it, I may be a wrestling elitist at some point. But fuck TNA Ring of Honor, just make it WWE and AEW. They're the only ones that got real television bookings. Well, so like, uh-huh. I, I, I saw a, no, John
3: E thing. Bravo
2: get shot on television. so
4: no, don't, no, don't no, get no, me no.
2: charged up, bro. Not tonight. No,
4: <laughs> no, but here's the thing, legitimately. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, Anthem owns Access TV, but they are still actively yeah. doing character work on a yeah. televised network. Um,
2: no! Um, no! Them, them motherfuckers don't deserve no damn shit from Sack.
4: Now now Ring of Honor, now Ring of Honor, I'm willing to say fuck it because Sinclair's evil asses should have to pay them motherfuckers.
2: Sinclair's evil ass. You know what? We dissing Vonda so much, but can we give them credit because they're the only one of the three that's getting the shit right right now? With the COVIDs? Yes! They I got don't... a bubble. Nobody can, get in, and nobody can get in out the bubble. They had a successful It's easy to create a death. bubble
5: when nobody wants to work for you. You're right.
2: But, so, <laughs> this, this is the point of the show where we John Gresham just won the pure title, y'all. So congratulations to him.
5: Props to Johnny
2: Gresham. And you know he's also, well, you don't know because you don't give a fuck about Ring of Honor, trust me. He is simultaneously the pure championship holder and one half of the tag team champions with Jay Lethal. So that's a, that, he's like got all the gold right now. Um, so shout out to John Gresham. Um, that's probably the last John Gresham conversation we'll have on this show for about five months. So good on you, buddy. No, John
4: Gresham is dope. Yeah, aside. we love John Gresham. He just works for a company that like we've given
2: up on. And and to be fair, he's a great wrestler. But he's that's it. what else can you say about him? He's a great wrestler. He's married to Jordan Grace. That's that's all you can say about Jordan about John Gresham. He there's he is he is truly come from that line of just working that's in wrestling. In yeah, basically. So, um, but he got a dope ass
3: uh dope ass octopus mask. Is that something? That's a thing. I will say this about uh about Gresham though and the one great thing about for him is like his his wife is like very she's amazing she's a great performer and she is always putting him over like she is like in his corner 100% all the time like and that helps you know it helps when you're trying to make a name for yourself I think hey, that no, helps no. Too. nobody gave up about John Gresham bro not, not as much as they do about Jordan <laughs> oh, job, no bro. no that's fair well, I mean, I I get that, but like, at least he has that support that people are still kind of like you know you, I, when you hear the name you know it. I don't even watch Ring of Honor, and I still know that damn name. So I mean. I'd like
2: I'd like to see Gresham get a real run in one of the three big ones, in a real run in AEW, and NXT or in uh or in, in at New Japan, and he's worked in New Japan, but like a real run. Sure, I think that'd be dope. I think that'd be dope because those guys would get something out of him, and at least if he's in New Japan. He can that gets over in New Japan.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So, and I mean they uh, could
4: always use juniors.
2: Well, God knows they need juniors because like I, I'm i I'm so sick of seeing El Despi wrestle on my damn television screen. Like I don't need to see Desp I don't need to see El Desperado and Bushi wrestle every damn show. I don't need it, bro. I don't need it. I can only, only watch I Bushi someone, I can only watch Bushi choke someone with his t shirt so many times. I'm saying like Connemara kind of got hurt, so that's another junior they got. Maybe when LP and Robbie Eagles can get back, that's some diversity, but like something, bro. Please. Um, so that's that's the one sad thing we start with. The other sad situation, um, that's another continuation from last week is Kylie Ray officially retired this week. Also
4: admitted to, you know, struggling with mental health issues. And, like, we wish her all the best in her continuing
2: battle with that. So, hold on. I, and this, this is, and she, you're probably right. But this is the thing that we as Americans do. We assume things. She never said it was, um, was mental health issues. She just said, I am currently unwell. She might be physically sick.
5: Oh, that's true.
2: There is something wrong. But we assume it's mental health issues because the terminology 85% of us has have mental health issues, and the terminology, yes, Shit, and, and the
3: pattern—the pattern of doing these kinds of things before—I think has yeah, a. Yeah, that's the other
4: part that led me to believe that it's mental health related. Is as we talked about on the show, Kylie has a pattern of like agreeing to bookings and then backing out
2: after big moments. And yeah. that's that's important to note. It's not just she's like. She's worked for Ring of Honor for, not Ring of Honor, for TNA for almost a year now. Never had a problem until Bound for Glory comes, big show, I can't do it. She worked all these shows for, for AEW until it's this big match. Oh, well, I, I disappear all of a sudden. And let me say this, because I have been one of the biggest criticizers one of the biggest criticizers in the situation. And to be fair, I have been less critical about Kylie and more critical about the wrestling news circuit and journalism in general. Because it is unfair and it is, quite frankly, egregious to me personally that I have had to sit and watch wrestling journalists, and there's a lot again that I mentioned all the time I respect, but the overwhelming journalism community in wrestling. Go through all the dirt of so many people. Roman Reigns, uh, Alexa Bliss, Nia... Remember
4: yeah, that time Uncle Dave tried to pretend that Reigns' cancer wasn't really cancer? Or, or
2: tell Roman the type of medicine he was actually taking. Like yes. these are things that are at he that, that are that he's actually done. And other people Why have are
4: people sued. paying more for his shit rag than the network again?
2: I don't, I, don't, I don't know because toilet paper was at a premium when the pandemic started. I don't know. <laughs> um, but but so so that bothers me because we can do that for these people. But motherfuckers can't ask the question why is Kylie Kylie jump like going out of going out and going just disappearing? And I've never had a problem with Kylie. Whatever she had to do, as long as it was good between her and the company, I I have no business having a problem with it. But it's not fair. Everything. I am a very much an equalist. Things have to make sense. It has to make sense on this end and that end. From my mind, from me. Now that we know more, maybe. Maybe I jumped the gun in that the wrestling journalists knew she had some mental health issues or knew she was physically sick and wanted to protect her. If that's the case, then I will apologize to them. But by and large, I bet money that ain't the case. And because she's so nice to every fucking body, because she's one of the nicest humans you'll ever meet in your life. She is legitimately she is who she says she is. She is one of the sweetest human beings in the business you will ever meet, you'll ever come across. She is that genuine. That they gave her a pass, and she deserves it, but it's just not fucking fair to me. So I think this is much a a whole. I think this is a bigger admonition on the journalism business as a whole. And you know, I'm trying to. I'm black, bro. You know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to help. Look, I'm from the hood, and I'm black. I went. I went to public school. Okay.
4: Bitch, you graduated from high school, and you was like sixteen.
2: That don't mean I still had to go to the public school.
4: Whatever, child prodigy. Whatever. Miss me you with that bullshit.
2: Don't be telling people my business, bro. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I think, so, I, I, I wanted to speak on this because I don't want people to think I'm insensitive because I'm totally sensitive to her. I deal with mental health issues myself. I've, I've had to deal with multiple bouts of depression and anxiety. So, I know how it feels. I just, we got to be equal. And, I want to, to throw out to y'all, but I just wanted to say that before, uh, because that weighed heavily on my heart when I heard this. So, go ahead.
4: I mean, I don't have a whole lot to add, other than, like, the admission that she's unwell made a lot of things make sense in terms of her pattern of behavior. Yeah. Um. And whatever that unwellness is, whether it is mental or physical, I do, you know, hope that she's able to get help and that that works out for her. Because like you <clears> said, Kylie <throat> Ray is a super sweet human and I'm kind of tired of watching terrible things happen to really nice people.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> but I, I will say this, Rance, I, you, you are correct in wanting to an extent some accountability. You know, like we give people a pass. We give someone like Callie a pass, and then sometimes we don't give a pass to others. But I think a lot of that is perpetuated by bad journalism. Um, You talk about someone like, and I'm, look, I'm not going to say his name, but you know who I'm talking about. We pay too much. We pay more for his show than we do for the WWE network. This is the kind of guy who will sit here and question someone like Roman Reigns over cancer and things like that. Right. These are the kind of people who perpetuate that narrative where we have to care about, we got to hold Roman accountable for this, that, and the other. And the problem with that is in my personal opinion, if you have something going on in your personal life, I don't care who you are, you know, in terms of like entertainment, at least I don't think that you should have to disclose that information to anyone. If you don't want to No, yeah, you don't owe me anything, you know? Now, this isn't the government we're talking about. This is just entertainment, you know? You don't owe me anything. So while you are correct and we sh- should hold people to the same standard, I just disagree with the standard. You know what I mean? I just disagree with the idea that, like, if Roman Reigns wants to leave for health reasons, we got to base him for it, you know? We shouldn't be doing that either. Agreed, Agreed. yeah. So that's when kind Charlotte, of that where she- I'm at with that.
2: When Charlotte left to go get her implant fixed, that wasn't none of our business.
3: Right, exactly. Sure.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I'm, I'm I am lock in step with you, both of you. Um, but if we're, if this is the landscape we live in, then it needs to be said that Cali got to be held just as accountable as everybody else. Exactly. But with her being gone, I I hope and pray and give good vibes that she is okay. She'll be healthy. She'll she'll be in a good place. I know she has got married. Um. Uh, so I hope things are well for her. And you know what? This is going to sound crazy, but I don't wish wrestling back on her. I wish her a happy and healthy life outside of this shit, because wrestling oh, is a shitstorm already. Like, live your life, baby girl. Don't f- Watch this shit on TV. Go to a show backstage and hang with your friends every now and then. But live your life. You don't need this shit. You're better than this.
4: I I generally agree in terms um In terms of, like, if you decide you're done, that's fine. Be done. Thanks for what you gave me. I appreciate that. Like, I will always be grateful for that entertainment. And I I wish you the best in whatever's next. In
2: her future endeavors?
4: (laughs) I mean, you know, nah, man. I ain't about to future endeavor nobody. Next thing you know, they go to Root Beer.
2: She future endeavored herself.
4: So let future, me run through. Future endeavors <laughs> leads to root beer. That's all I'm saying.
2: And 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 you have to diss the couple you came from before, at first when you get there. Um, we're about to break down full gear, but I want to run through two items that caught my eye real quick. The first one is uh, you saw that they're gonna they're they're gonna do a last dance esque documentary series on Stone Cold.
4: I did hear about that. I, I did Stone not Cold. hear that actually.
2: They're going to do, you know how the last dance was like 10 very intensive, intricate, deep diving, um, introspective documentary hours or two hours, whatever, on Jordan and the Bulls. I That would be so dope to see that on Stone Cold and his career. And they got to go, they got to go into everything. They got to go into how he started. They got to go into the Deborah situation. They got to go into him and uh, his first one. They got, I need to see it all. Good and the bad. I would That'd love to
3: see so... that when he when he dropped his when he uh, dropped his ball right and went home. Both times, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to a, see a, that. A I feel like he not... would be open about those things. He's open about it now. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. Has... I think that would be a great something. My
4: really big good what if for him is always just what if Owen Hart never broke his neck.
2: <laughs> My God, that that is one of the greatest what ifs of, of all time. Like, yes. for
4: real, because like he was at the apex of the push the first push, the mike tyson push. Yeah. When
2: his neck got broke. Yep. Yep. Can you imagine though in the next 2 years we have uh, the Vince McMahon documentary series and the
3: Stone Cold <laughs> Michael Jordan esque documentary series coming? Hey man, that that's that's the kind of stuff. I mean, you and all three of us grew up in that era essentially. Like that's the kind of stuff, especially with Stone, you know, Vince McMahon is his <laughs> That's not an era necessarily, but Stone Cold for sure is, that's an era for us. You know, we grew up watching that shit and being very, like, intrigued by everything that happened. So, a Stone Cold doc, I mean, I'll watch all ten episodes, I promise you. You know, i have a good time talk, with that one. Talk about diversifying your portfolio. Listen, this is, WWE is a master, Vince McMahon, for all the shit that we give him, and the WWE in general, for all the shit that it gives. They are masterminds at maximizing the assets that they have. And that's the beauty of having trademarks and things like that, where you're able to maximize the value of a trademark. You don't just give your trademarks away. You know what I mean? You say, hey, look, I own this property, and now I can use it to make money. Y'all keep alluded to
2: shit we're talking about later.
3: (laughs) Dead bargain
4: Cody Rhodes' name back.
2: I'm saying, like y'all keep y'all trying to journalism too
3: early. Right? Well, I got I've, one more thing, and then we can do you that. You guys brought me onto the show and let me drink before we started. That's your own fault, okay? We we we've never let you drink, sir. You just drink. I don't do those things. Yeah, do, two
2: two bebes. That's Spanish for you drink. Um, like I don't get no love for my Spanish. Forget y'all. Um, I mean.
4: It took, I was like mentally processing like, wait, did he say it right? Yeah,
5: I guess that's right.
4: Tu bebes, yes. Yeah, yo bebo,
2: tu bebes, el bebe. Your Your accent is just really I'm cute. from. I'm a black man from Houston, Texas, dog. From the hood.
5: Give no, me a no, break. No, 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 no. You from close to the border? Motherfucker, you better learn.
2: understand something. Houston's close to the water. We ain't close to the border, bruh.
5: Bruh, bruh. I'm in South Carolina. You closer to the border than me.
2: I, I don't see a you point, got sir. A lot
5: more Spanish speakers in your neighborhood than in my neighborhood.
2: This is fair. This is this is a lot. This is very fair. This is very fair. Um. Okay. The other thing, real quick, and I know we, I know people shit on retribution all the time, but I I I need I, I I need to have a moment to talk about.
5: Mustafa Ali is the man.
2: How? A ma- give this motherfucker the raise of all raises. He is single-handedly making this shit work. Mustafa Ali explained this week why retribution, why they all have stupid ass names and masks. So good, so it's good, so good. Let me let me explain it to you, right? And he he's he did a backstage promo, but I'm reading the transcript from um, from Raw Talk after Raw, right? So uh, they were talking So Charlie Caruso and R-Truth, who's the co-host, you know he's going to say some funny shit. They're, yeah. They were making fun of the names, and Ali said, you're going to make fun of the names? That's real funny coming from a guy named R-Truth. Then he said, let me tell you why the members of Retribution look the way they look and have the names they have. Imagine being judged by your name. Imagine being mocked because of how you look. Now. Imagine a guy named Mustafa Ali. It's important to note, not Mustafa. We've been saying that shit wrong. It's Mustafa Ali. That gave the members of Retribution names and masks so that they can feel what he feels. So that they, too, can be judged by their names and how they look. It's a crazy concept, isn't it? That shit is so dope, bro. Oh, it's so
4: deep. It's so deep. I feel like he's probably not ready for
3: it.
5: Let me put it this way. Not ready for it. I'm going to be
3: honest with you. I feel like he probably came up with that himself. Oh, no. All of this? There's no way way Bruce Pritchard was in the back going, oh, yeah. (laughs) You know
6: what I mean? No way.
2: What that that tells me is that he got that Sami Zayn, New Day level of trust.
6: Mm -hmm. And they're like,
2: you go out there, you do it, big dog. We trust you.
3: Yeah. Because he's going to have to be the one to save this. And I'm not saying that Retribution is... A lot of people are like, oh, it's been terrible from the beginning. And I disagree with that. But it's definitely floundered. I I think we would all... I I would like to think we all just agree on that. So he's got to be the one to kind of like, you know,
6: I draw a
4: lot of parallel with Retribution to Dark Order. I know you don't watch Root Beer, Carl. But um, (laughs) so like... Dark Order was, just for Carl's benefit, Dark Order is a faction, and, like, when they started, it was this really big deal about, like, who is the Dark Order, what is the Dark Order, who is the mysterious leader, because they did a slow-ass reveal, because they rushed the stable out without knowing
3: who was going to be the leader, yeah.
4: Yes. They just booked, oh, we want to have this stable. It's going to be the Dark Order. This is what They going signed together like you. Down down there with you. And well, the, and so then, like, they finally signed Brody Lee, and it's right. just like, oh, perfect. We're going to make you the Exalted One. And at first, people were like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, fucking Brody Lee for real, blah, blah, blah. But, like, as it turned out, he saved that stable. He saved that gimmick, and he made that shit real fucking interesting.
2: Do you give it to Brody Lee or do you give it to the number of of num- the, the minions? Because I think Brody, Brody Lee did a great job.
4: No, I give it to the commitment that they that the company as a whole put into making sure it
2: get it got over. It. I'll agree with that, but I think when it was just Uno and Stu Grayson. Who, in the indies, they had that same gimmick-esque as Super Smash Bros., but you can't use that on TV, clearly. Um, So I I thought it was dope, and Uno kept talking about there's a higher power, or whatever he called it, right? It was teased that it was Chris Daniels. I think Brody gives it credibility, but I think what's made it is, and this is another problem with AEW we'll talk about, is that all of the character work happens on BTE. Cause yep. you got a chance to no see John Silver and Alex Reynolds and all and 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 all the other guys in the minions. Any updates on have, him? Is
5: he okay?
2: Yeah, he's fine. Okay, he was fine that night. Um, but oh, they they had the meeting with, with Chris Nowinski already. They had it, so yes, please. Um, but I I've, I think the diversity of the stable, and to your point, the continued trust they put in the stable is I think bigger than just Brody, because I think, no diss to Brody, because it's fantastic. I love Brody. It could have been anybody in that position.
4: Yeah, I don't disagree necessarily. Um, I just think that there's a parallel between the two stables in terms of the way that it was booked. Yeah. And it was clearly like an oh, we need to do this thing, and this is what we want to do, so we're going to rush the stable in, but we're not really sure like where we're going from here. And it's taken them a while to really find that groove. Yeah. And now they gave them a leader, and even when they first gave the leader, it was... Okay, we're figuring this out. Is it going to work? How does this work? And now I think it is again coming into its own. It's developing a groove, and I think it's going to only improve sure. as it goes forward. And I think one thing, you know, to to WWE's credit, you know, they don't do all of their storytelling and character development on their YouTube channel. But at the same time, they did have this fire ass character development moment that we're talking about right now
2: on raw Talk. sure, but he may but he'll bring it up on raw i mean, it'll, it'll it'll be shown on raw they don't show shit from b t e on a on on, on that's, that's fucking facts it's kind of infuriating and 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 the just to kind of put a bow on it the one the main difference to me is is that brody anybody could have been the the um Anybody could have been the leader of Dark Order. Brody just made it his, right? Everything about re- retribution made sense, and it had to be Mustafa because of the hacker, because of the lights, because of how they came into the to the ring. Like so much of of it, it would if it would have been Mojo Rawley, you'd be like some chill. If It would have been been you know Kevin Owens, but like, man. But every, as soon as it was Mustafa, you were like, aha. You know I, mean? I like Mustafa's little Easter eggs everywhere. He's so he's so good, dog. Like it, I, I truly think Jumpin' Tucker was so great. Exactly, because of the oldest thing, because that's how it all started. I truly think that this is the type of shit that can get him a legitimate world title uh um um maybe not a, a win, but a world title. He'll have yeah, like, like, I'm talking like a sequence, like a month's worth, you know? Like, I really think he could get that out of this, because Vince loves when you make shit out of nothing, but when you make shit out of nothing the way he wants you to, he don't want you to Zach Ryder it and do it outside of his purview. was making this shit work underneath his purview, you know what I'm saying? And while that's bullshit in his own right, Vince likes that shit, so,
3: yeah. That's Carl. Hey, what's going on? Now, I agree with you guys on that <laughs> stuff, though. But for real, though, like Mustafa is a little bit behind the eight be ball yourself. in general. You don't have to well, deal with that. So I was in with you. No, I was just gonna say though, for real though, like he's a little bit behind the eight ball because you know, like he essentially got thrown into this thing that's been floundering since the beginning. I mean, I imagine there was. I mean, I know, like you might disagree with me on this, Rance, but like I do. I don't think the initial idea was Mustafa is the guy, right? Like we're going to do, and that's fine. I, I could see that. But if it isn't at the same time and you say, Hey, you got to bring this thing and make it work, then, you know, I, I think you're right that he would be very well deserving of whatever comes to him after that. So,
2: so um I know there's some things we want to talk about a W, but I figured, since the card is pretty long, we can talk about it when we're talking about those people. Is that fair? Sounds good to me. Um, so, uh, oh, it was a perfect segue for you drinking to talk about Hangman. Hey, we ain't there yet. <laughs> um, so, full gear this Saturday in Jacksonville, um, Daily's Place. As always, I start from the bottom up. Um, and so, on the pre-show, the buy-in... Um, it's important to note Scorpio Sky was found to be contract traced around somebody that had COVID. So him and um, Sean Spears were removed from the card. So because they were removed from the card, Orange Cassidy and John Silver, number four, right? Or three?
4: I'm not sure what number John is.
2: One of them, um, right? They were removed from the buy-in to the regular card. So to replace them on the buy-in is the... A.W. signed new N.W.A. Women's World Champion Serena Deeb versus the new free agent and a big possible get for them, Allison K, a.k.a. Sienna. Huge get. By the way, who carried that belt for the majority of the N.W.A. run on TV? So, gentlemen, Serena Deeb versus Allison K for the title. Who you got?
4: I mean, I got Serena retaining the title. I will say, if Allison doesn't sign, <clears throat> if she doesn't sign with them, I think she ends up back in Impact.
3: Go ahead, go ahead, Carl. Uh, I mean, if she's not signed with them, and I assume it's got to be Serena Deeb, right? I mean, if they were both signed, I would say it would go. AEW well. is hey.
4: real inconsistent with as far as like women go. Like AEW had Evaice and Diamante win their. Aces World Wild talent. Tag Team yeah. Tournament, and neither of them were signed yet. They're signed That's now, but they weren't then.
3: That's yeah. fair. I, I still think I would probably go with Serena, just just based on all that information, though. Just in terms of a lot, like using my own logic as someone who doesn't really watch the show. Right. No, no, no. you know.
2: I would go with Serena too, because um, it just makes the most sense. This looks like a showcase match for Allison, but do not. Do not look over the possible fact that she could sign with NXT, cause so many of her best friends wrestle for WWE right now. you talking about Me Serena or Allison K. Allison K. Okay, Serena, If the if the if the pandemic never happened, Serena still works at the performance center.
3: Correct. Yeah, you're right it about hilarious. that. Hilarious. Think about that.
2: Um, which is probably good for her, cause I know she still wanted to wrestle. Sure. Um, but yeah, Serena wins. Um, so we're all agreed on that. Starting at the main card, we have the freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy versus. I'm going to find out what fucking number he is. It's bothering me. He might be number five. Versus John Silver. What
4: number is he, though? I'm going to give the. I'm going to give. Talk about the match. I'm
2: finding it now.
5: I'm going to
4: give this. He's looking it up. I'm going to give this to Orange Cassidy. I mean, this is obviously. He is number four. Okay. Um. I'm going to give this match to Cassidy. I think it's obviously, you know, just building towards the inevitable Cassie versus Brody Lee. Um, But also Cassidy, like, just beat Jackass in the Mimosa match. And I just have a hard time believing he's going to go from beating Douchebag in the Mimosa match to losing to Silver in the Curtain Jerker
3: at Full Gear. So, I would, I'm kind of with you, like, once again, you guys kind of know where I'm at with AEW, but, like, it's Orange Cassidy, and then there's, there's a guy from the Dark Order, and he's numbered. He's number four.
2: Yeah, he, but he's the number, bro. John Silver, the hottest dude in the no, brand.
4: So, like, yes, John Silver is super hot, but again, like, this is obvious, kind of like it was always obvious that Hangman and Kenny were going to be the number one contenders match. It is obvious based on what's happening with the TVs and everything right now that they are building an orange Cassidy versus Brody Lee and the best friends versus the dark order feud right now. And this is just like kindling in that
2: feud. You're so good. Cause that's why, that's why John Silver's winning this match. You're so good, sir. Well done.
3: I'm not good at all. Kyle's great, like you said, but I'm not good. I just assume. Well, he's Orange Cassidy, and the other guy's, well, he's number four. No, that makes sense. That the, the conventional wisdom tells you to, or, that Orange Cassidy should win this match pretty convincingly.
2: However, I feel I feel a swerve coming, and I feel that some Dark Order shenaniganry is going to
4: happen. So the difference, see, the difference in our projections is when we think the shenanigans happen. You think. They happen pre-finish, and it's a dusty finish, and silver gets the win. I think orange gets the win, and there's a post-match beatdown.
2: As you drink orange juice right now. Well done. No,
4: it's pineapple
2: juice. Man, keep the illusion, bro. Kayfabe. God, killing the business, Kyle. a lot of these people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so two orange Cassidy's and a John Silver. Okay. Um, so next on the list is probably in terms of...
6: investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at That's corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T dot com. In
2: terms of name recognition, name recognition, one of the biggest matches on the card. Uh, You have Chris Jericho, the Maga God, versus MJF. And if MJF wins, he will join the inner circle. I've got MJF because I think
4: this is how they get rid of the inner circle. Oh. I think this is the company's way to nuke the faction without,
3: like, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll go with Jericho because, well, we got to further that story. It's all about the story. Yeah, but
4: I think the way that that story gets furthered is MJF joins the inner circle. If this match ends with him not allowed in the inner circle, then they have no real reason to continue interacting aside from like, One feels slighted, especially because on Dynamite last night, at the end of MJF's match, Jericho was on commentary. And at the end of MJF's match, he just straight up tackled Jericho because Jericho had called him soft. Now, Jericho's acting like he likes it because, you know, I need that aggression. That's exactly what I need in my stable. But this just feels real like Randy Orton joining the Wyatt family beginning of the end. I think that this angle ends with the implosion of the inner circle and Wardlaw beating the dog shit out of MJF finally.
2: Which is what we are here for. Two points. It's MJF who's going to win. Two points. To, you, to your point, uh, Carl, um, you were talking about, uh, I forgot what the fuck your point was. But I have two points. Number one, MJF ain't won a big match on, on, on a pay-per-view in a while. Nope, sure hadn't. Oh, the the second point is, you were talking about the story, right? The AEW does not extend stories, (laughs) pay-per-view. They don't. And they also
4: admittedly... Well, that sounds terrible. Maybe that's why I don't watch it. they also admittedly on record now don't give a shit about story, 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 apparently. About
2: War and Peace, yeah. But every match on this card is about War and Peace, except for the Women's Championship. But we'll talk about that. Bullshit-ass fucking statement. Um, Why do they keep giving Cody a hot mic? Because Cody is EVP. He pays the bills. We well, do not pay the bills. But like...
4: Cody Khan pays the bills. He just makes sure that Cody makes all the choices so
2: he don't have to work. Well, so yes, that's Tony something, busy right? wanking dogs. Oh, here we go. I thought we could get away with it for one night. <laughs>
4: you know, I'm never um, going to let that name get mentioned without making that joke. Never. I got to pop the
2: boys. Um, was, I, Ricky and Clive are popping hard right now. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to note that these stories don't carry on over pay-per-views. Um, Cody and MJF was one of the most personal feuds we've seen in years. And like MJF won and then never talked about it again, you know, like all the MJF shit that still was
5: doing. wears the ring.
2: Yeah. Well, he won it.
5: I Fair. know, but that's what I'm saying. He wears the ring, and they don't even acknowledge
4: that that's how he got the ring.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, so I, you're right. I see MJF winning to change the story, and yeah, I see the implosion, because please, baby Jesus, only eight pounds, six, six ounces, I ain't spoke a word yet. Please let proud and powerful be on their own again.
5: And my dog Sammy. like, eh, fuck honest- that dude. Like,
2: I don't I mean, have beef with I'm them, but that. With,
5: no, yeah. like, I mean, I'm
4: fine with being team fuck that dude. That's whatever. I just meant, like, he's way too, like, talented to be wasted as the sidekick in
2: this stable. Sure. However, the reason he is who he is now is because he was the sidekick in the stable. Like, if, if, if there's been one positive of the inner circle, it's been that it has made Sammy Guevara a star. That's the only positive of the inner circle, in my opinion, because it's because it's because it's hurt Santana Ortiz, in my opinion.
4: Oh, it's because... destroyed them in terms of like being a relevant tag team because they don't ever get to like do shit.
2: Exactly. It's annoyed the hell out of wrestling fans everywhere because Jake Hager still has a job. Yeah. Right. And is given Chris Jericho a cheap ass way to stay in the spotlight without having to work, which yep. is good or bad, depending on what side of the fence you sit. But Sammy Guevara you know, has is, been like, the breakaway star.
4: The sad thing is with the mega god, Chris Jericho, um, <laughs> you know, he's a piece of shit human and everything, and he can't go in the ring anymore. But when I say he's really good on commentary, like, he's really good on commentary. and. You know who he's got a really great rapport with and who he makes,
5: like, tolerable as a commentator? Ross. Jim Ross. Yeah. When Jericho is on commentary with Tony and JR, the
4: commentary is great because, like, Jericho's really good and has a rapport with Jim. And Tony and Jim have known each other for, like, 30 fucking years. So, hey,
2: Tony, like... club play guy anyway.
4: Well, exactly. Tony's still good at the job, you know? I've made my feelings on JR known. Like, JR is a legend, and like all legends, they can go at a high level for a very long time, but when they drop, they fucking fall.
2: It does
4: um, And JR is a guy who's dropped. Tony hasn't dropped yet. So, like, Tony's still doing it at a high level. Excalibur's pretty good. But, like, Jericho balances JR out really well. And so, like, honestly... I think the company would benefit from Jericho being commentator full-time. Like, I know that he's still useful to put talents over that you're trying to get to another level, but aside from that, like,
3: put him on the fucking booth. Well, I will say this I, about, you were talking about Tony being still good at a high level. He's even post-WCW, pre-AEW, the guy was still doing commentary in college sports for the University of Georgia. So he's still kind of got, like, the flow has been continuing uh, to go. Remind me that he was UGA. Well, I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? Like that, the, yeah. his ability to he's that's, that is his life, you know, commentary of some sort, whether it's wrestling or sports well, or wrestling that presents itself as sport, but really isn't that kind of thing. So he's well, great he, at it, you know,
2: even in wrestling, he, he worked for, he worked with MLW for the past two years. Before AEW, so okay, he's,
3: he's, I did. I did not even know that. So that okay, yeah. yeah. So that yeah.
4: Um, well, and I would... mean, he was the voice of Impact for years before Josh Roberts took over. No, he was that's 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 Mike today Oh, you're right. That
3: was today. the uh, cruiserweight specialist. All white people look alike. They See? do. A little hurtful, but all right, whatever, <laughs> it's fine, guys. Uh, you got a hood pass, Lift bro. Let's here, Dan Levitard. <laughs> 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 CDC, very intrigued. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm going to start listening more to Dan so I can like start acting like him every time we get on this show. Um, okay.
2: Real, real quick, I want to mention one little thing while we're talking about uh, Lance Champion. Lance <laughs> um, Champion. Tony, Tony Khan um, had a interview where he talked about... Wayne's uh, Dog? Kyle. But Kyle. 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 Oh, we haven't done that in a long time. That's been a while. Um oh, we have so we have so many bits on the show to not be a bit show.
3: I know um, right. we, we need one of those like soundboards. No, no. we got no. enough of that on the no.
2: network, bro. We
4: got enough no.
6: of that. No. <laughs> no, here's,
4: because here's the problem with the soundboards. Here's the problem, and I'll put it on blast on the network. Here's the problem with the soundboards. People use them, and then they abuse them. It's That's never fair. just like, oh, I put in one sound clip. It is 12 sound clips in a row. And it's like, listen, you have ruined the flow of your entire conversation. I have no idea what you're talking about anymore, because all you're doing is playing sound effects.
3: That's fair. That is fair. Cool um,
2: okay. I'm just going to move on before I get in trouble. Uh, I, <laughs> I said what
4: I said. I ain't say nothing about anybody's shows being bad or any of that. I just said people relying too much on the sound effect.
2: So, so Tony Khan was talking about how they plan to send send away out of the send out of the pack from by delivering a sports based product. One which, way to
4: describe what Tony Khan does.
2: Oh God, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus
4: Christ. Um. So they want to stand out from the pack and be different from the other wrestling.
2: Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna read the article, okay? Because you just throwing me off so hard right now. In the lead up. No, they, it's hilarious. In the lead up to the inaugural Double or Nothing, Double or Nothing pay per view last year, AEW president Tony Khan made it abundantly clear that AEW plans to stand out from the WWE by delivering a sports based product, quote unquote, that has little room for backstage choreographed segments, quote-unquote. The AEW founder also said the new wrestling promotion will be, quote-unquote, focused on the athletes and showcase them in a way that other wrestling products do not. Fast forward 18 months later, and AEW has been criticized by fans on social media for the recent late Dinner Debonair and Town Hall meeting segments featuring MJF and Chris Jericho. In a recent chat with PW Insider, Tony Khan addressed his critics. In defense of Dinner Debonair, Khan said the musical number was the only non-wrestling segment during that episode of AEW Dynamite. And his quote is, So Dinner Debonair was a a variety segment. It got people talking absolutely as we expected. And it was sandwiched in the show with so much in-ring action. It took place on the show where well, you have Penta versus Phoenix and Wardlow vs. Jungle Boy and the tag match and all these great in-ring matches. Khan added that unlike Dinner Debonair, Town Hall Meeting was a more conventional wrestling segment. They're very different from each other, he said. I don't know how you can compare these two segments. There are apples and oranges. While noting that the Town Hall segment was the highest rated segment across both AEW Dynamite and NXT last last Wednesday, concept said that MJF and uh, Jericho promoting a wrestling match is great wrestling in itself. It takes place in the wrestling ring, you know. Does that make sense? As long as it's not somebody stroking their own ego talking about themselves for 20 minutes, wrestlers talking to each other about wrestling is some of the best stuff about wrestling. Um. So, yeah. Interesting to note, because that's bullshit, but interesting to note.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, You're not, you- you not expecting you- me to shit on that, Carl? Well, I just I don't think you can go from like oh yeah, we're sports based to hey, we're having election debates on our television show and then try it's and like social. play it off like it matters. Like it's singing show tunes, dog. Like Yeah, dude. and it's here's the thing. We we you and I and Kyle have said this all along. Like if you want like if that's what you want to be, just say it. It's fine. It's wrestling. It's It's a carny show. It always has been. It's fine. Like, don't try and present yourself as the UFC or whatever. Like, nobody cares. We all know that AEW and all the other shit.
4: Don't serve me a Four loco and try to tell me it's an IPA. I'm with you.
3: Just
4: just tell me that you're serving me a Four loco, so that I can tell you that I'm not going to drink that nasty shit and move on.
3: Because we would all be fine with it. Right, like if they said, fine. "Hey, we're a Carney show," we'd be like, "Cool, man." So we is would everything else in wrestling. We would not be fine with drinking the Fort loco. No, those will kill you. <laughs> that is gasoline. <laughs> well, I didn't say I would be fine with drinking it, but I would at least be fine with I mean, saying, "Oh, that's drink what you the are."
4: Four loco in twenty twenty, I will say no. that I drank a lot of four locos in like twenty ten.
3: But I like, will say that I've drank I a lot of beers tonight. Is that fine? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: there's a different than four locos. So if you drank a lot of four locos, then you got a lot of hair on your balls, sir. Hey,
3: I've never had a four like, loco, by the way. I mean, is, was that? Am I just a little too old for that? I don't know.
2: No, slightly you, this, outside of the age range. May, maybe. Well, no, because yeah, you're thirty. You'll be thirty-four. So maybe. No, no, I'm thirty-five. Yeah. Just barely
4: outside the age
2: range. Okay. Oh. I remember them,
3: but I never had one. So,
2: anyway,
4: when I I say outside the age range, I mean like you would have been like 25, 26 by the time Four Loco was really a thing, at which point you would have been long past the phase in your life where you needed to buy this like (laughs) shitty ass vomit alcohol. That's fair.
3: (laughs) Mine was Jaeger. So, that was like, that was my Uh, alcohol. Jaeger is alcohol.
2: alcohol. Four Locos come in the cans like malt Mm. liquor. Sorry, I don't like bottles. Drink
4: alcohol hybrid.
2: Yeah, like it's like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty with carbonation. It's ter- Sounds
3: terrible. Sounds terrible. Sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. It you
4: good and fucked up if you could stomach it. If you could not, if you could drink the whole can without puking, you wouldn't have to drink for the rest of the night.
3: You That's... are your
2: buzz will happen faster than you've ever had a buzz. Absolutely. Followed
4: by the worst aftertaste
2: ever I
3: love these reviews like I feel like we should be doing this shit like for like a profession <laughs> hey we to the we're,
2: hey, golden lovers review things that are terrible <laughs> hey, the, the 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 edge and the and the lovers are here if you if you want I to mean, review shit i mean speaking
4: go. of things that are terrible rants tell us more about how johnny bravo's
2: doing Man, fuck y'all in this shit bro we are He's not in a talking. Local medical there. facility Jesus I'll make
4: you a deal. Christ. If you'll talk about Johnny Bravo, I'll acknowledge that guy.
2: Okay, I'll do that. It's worth it. Wait, I don't know how worth it it is, because Alistair is on TV right now, so it's not worth it right now. So we'll hold that <laughs> to a couple of weeks when he's relevant again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Okay. So speaking of so speaking of some bullshit, the next match on the card is the elite deletion between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. Which hopefully, please let it be the last their last encounter.
4: Let it be their last encounter, and also like, no disrespect to brother Matt, but like, let this be the last deletion because like it's it's starting to get to jump the shark
2: territory. Now it is. They got to, they got to jump the shark the territory when he fought Bray Wyatt and threw him in the lake of reincarnation.
4: I mean, it it definitely and it definitely jumped the shark when he changed the demon, so that he could switch his hair streak.
2: Yes, but to the only the only positive is you're right, completely right. Only positive is that led to Bray leave his demon being gone and him finding the fiend to replace it.
3: I feel like in the end of the day, Bray came out okay because no Matt Hardy, but. Now Alexa Bliss? Eh, you don't really lose in that scenario. No, there's no there's no losers. <laughs> well, there's a loser. It just ain't it ain't Bray Wyatt. That's all that means. Well, who's going to lose in the Man, match? Matt's going home to Reby. I don't think he's upset. That's true. Who's going to lose the match? Well, God, I don't know. I mean... S- Will they get that's through the match say, without a right. concussion I was happening? it's a deletion, so obviously Sammy's got to lose. Will the Will the doctors clear Matt if he dies right there on the, in the match? He, I don't know. He, the They'll beauty do it of a
2: party compound where they don't need no doctors. That's the beauty of it. It's a cinematic, so like Matt could get knocked out and then they can they can wait a week to finish filming when he's <laughs> back. <laughs> get him some smelling salts. Um. No,
4: it's no, got to be no, the winner of the match is King Maxwell.
2: That would be some shit he'll do.
3: Cause, I, would, uh, I Max- would pop for that though. I would be down for that. Maxwell
2: beat Spud. Beat Spud. Um. Uh. Drake Maverick sure as Maverick. A baby. Yep. He sure shit did. He sure shit <laughs> so did. Some shit happened on Impact.
6: Uh, he
4: pins yeah. him as a baby. <laughs> the impact from the Hardy compounds.
2: Drake Maverick is one of the greatest gyms oh. in this wrestling world.
4: I mean, I will forever. Lo- I'll forever love Drake, but like that is a moment that'll stay with me, and another one that'll always stay with me is when he was um, Damian Sandow's ring announcer.
2: I don't remember that. I got a YouTube that when we got.
4: Oh, you've got to when a- when he was doing that Aaron Rex Liberace gimmick.
2: Oh, see, I wasn't watching Impact after that.
4: Oh, you've got to Google let's, the
2: entrance because I, I, I'm I. I checked out on Sandow after he left WWE because... Oh, Sandow was terrible. Aaron Rex was awful. Like, it was so bad that Impact brought him in
4: and got him out inside of six months.
2: And what's funny is we talk all the time about how WWE stifles people. He's one of the people that they he they, his creative needed to go to somebody. Mm-hmm. It needed some... It, he needed some help. Yeah. Because the shit he wanted to do was just way... Too, like, they got the, what's the new, this got the new shit called Paris is Burning, which is like opera or and something mixed with wrestling or something. Like, that's the shit he needs to do. Because the shit he's trying to do is not working. Anyway, Matt Hardy, Sammy Rivera. Nobody cares? No, nope. We that, already is
4: said it? Matt Hardy's going to win and nobody cares.
3: Well, you know who does care is the uh, concussion doctors. They care. It matters. Well, so does Reby. Reby cares.
2: Chris whiskey will be watching this with quite a fervor. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Chris. In fact, Chris Chris was, right on now, Chris, Chris was on set. I bet Chris was on set. You took out my words. He's in Cameron, North Carolina, right now. <laughs> he is staying at the Hardy Compound as we speak. And and
4: and I don't even say that that's because of AEW.
5: Chris knows Matt.
4: Yeah, they go back. Yeah, they go back. Yeah, like Chris. Go, Chris knows Matt. Matt and Jeff were in the company for a long fucking time. Chris knows Matt. I guarantee you, Chris saw some shit like that go down and was just like, "Matt, I gotta come see you, bro. Like, we gotta talk." It's, I,
2: you know, he was on the phone with Reby like the next day. We like, gotta talk. What's going on? Okay, so we go from a joke of a match, and it's it's a joke, and it, it'll be fun, and it'll it's be a-, a joke match. Like they will embrace the camp of it. So yeah. To what may be the best match of all 2020. Oh, the, Bucks and FTR? The turn No, okay, God no. Well, okay. We'll talk about that. That's that's after this. The tournament finals between Kenny Omega and our oh. my Hangman, your Hangman, our Hangman. Yes. Inject Adam, that into my veins. The winner of this match receives an AEW World Title match. It has been a little under, a little overlooked because of the two major, um, because of the two major um, matches going into going into this, but it is going to be fantastic It's had a fantastic build. They had a tournament for no fucking reason because we knew who's going to win it. <laughs> Nobody in the tournament, nor the nor the guy who's challenging for the AEW championship uh, on this night, are ranked in the top five. But who gives a fuck? Because it's Kenny, and it's Hangman. Um I want you to speak last because I know how you feel about this Kyle. Carl, Hangman, Kenny, winner against the contendership. Who you got?
3: Well I guess it's kinda hard because you know, first of all, I we have to kinda I feel like maybe we probably should have talked about the, the title match first. Just for the simple, I mean, I guess I kind of we all kind of maybe assume the thing that with maybe the title
4: match is there's not a lot to talk about. Like we well, know guess, Oxley's going to win. It's more just like it's been a really fun build, and we want to give Eddie Kingston his flowers.
3: Right. So I guess if we kind of all are on the same page of who we think is going to win the title match, then I guess in that scenario, you kind of have to assume that Kenny is going to win this, right? I mean, that's the way I would look at it because. If Kenny wins and then eventually Kenny takes the belt off of Moxley, which I kind of feel like is probably where they would be going with this, then you get Hangman who is, you know, our all-American cowboy drinking brother who eventually gets that belt off Omega and woohoo, happy story, happy things, right? Well, that's where I'm at because Kenny make a, a heel
2: Kenny more than any Kenny, especially with the cleaner gimmick again. Makes the most sense to face um, Moxley for the title, right? Probably the biggest match they can do right now. Um, the new four horsemen still need a new, still need a leader. We can still have Hangman flip for that, um, but it just makes more sense to be Kenny, no just to Hangman, because Hangman very clearly is the future of that company.
3: Yeah, he, he Hangman is kind of like. The thing I've always thought about Hangman, like in in the you know me watching him personally in the the matches, he's like the everyman of wrestling. You know, he's like just kind of like the guy that everyone kind of can relate to. You know,
2: he's more Dusty than Dusty's fucking son. His gimmick uh, is
4: literally his gimmick is literally anxious millennial cowboy. And I love. I mean, there's there's nothing more relatable. Right. About that as a concept. Like the cowboy part is metaphorical, but like there's nothing more relatable than the concept of being an anxious millennial who drinks to like forget about the fact that we live in a fucking shit show. 24/7. But, think
3: of, but think about that, right? Like, so he's like the anxious millennial in this shit show. And he's, but he's been also trying
4: to leave the elite because he knows they're a bunch of MAGA douchebags
5: <laughs> and he's not.
3: But that's the thing that's beautiful about, it, though, is like he's also still like the cowboy. So if you're like kind of one of those guys, you're, like that southern lifestyle, or you're like, yeah, the cowboy, you know, like it just works. Like everything about him works, and that's why he has to lose because he can't beat Moxley for the title. He's got to beat Kenny for the title
4: down um, the road. So like, I know Rance wanted me to go last because he knows how I feel, but like all I was gonna say. This is a very simple sentence. I want it to be Hangman. I need it to be Hangman. <laughs> I but need it has title to be Kenny. Yeah. I-, I want and need for it to be Hangman because, like, I loves him.
3: Say it this but, way, Kyle. Like, say it like Jericho might say it. it Me want to, Hangman,
4: but it needs to be Kenny. That is what makes the most sense is for it to be Kenny, and it's for the Bucks to take those fucking tag titles, unfortunately, the Elite to go back on top, at which point Hangman becomes the leader of the new Four Horsemen and puts in this work. Destroys it
3: all? Yes. And I'm here for all of it. Well,
2: so a couple of things. They might get me
3: to watch it that way.
2: There's a couple. There's a couple things involved. Number one, you're assuming that Kenny's gonna beat Moxley.
4: I am assuming that, and here's why I'm assuming that. Because at this point, who the fuck else is there unless Cody books himself to do it? Which I won't put it past him because he's fucking Cody.
2: The uh, what, he, what he now, is
4: now that train's never late.
2: What did, what, did, what did Shane say? Uh, the, uh, the, uh, signature on the, the signature on the on the on paper said McMahon, but it says Shane McMahon. The signature on the paper says that I can't wrestle for the title says Cody. Didn't say Cody Rhodes. You know, some shit like that.
6: Yeah.
2: Um, but um, we're going to talk about other reasons why, why it possibly won't happen and when we talk about the next match, the tag title match. But I think it's important to note that going into the inception of AEW, the main guy that the company was built for and around was Kenneth Omega. And by and large, he has been a big player in the company for reasons which are actually, honestly, quite altruistic. He took, willingly honestly, took a back seat. Okay yeah, he willingly took a back seat because he understood the greater good. And I give him all the credit in the world for that. But it's time now, I think, and he knows it's time for him in kayfabe and in real life to ascend back to the top of the card, because I think at this point he's needed. Jericho can't do full time anymore. MJF ain't ready yet. He had his moment. And he ain't ready yet. You still trying to do something special with Hangman. He's not there yet. And yes, uh, Moxley has beat everybody. And we know that Moxley and Kenny still got beef from day one.
3: Quick question before you expound, and I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I do have a quick question. That's someone who you guys are a little bit more in tune with the product. For someone like Omega, right now, AEW, they are trying to push forward and be a true competitor, even though they might say they're just an alternative. Is it important right now when the best wrestler in the world, best character in the world, is Roman Reigns. Is it important right now for them to put that championship on Kenny Omega because of he might be the closest person you can get star power wise for their brand to compete with someone like Roman Reigns in the WWE? Do you think that is another factor into why maybe you put that belt on Kenny as soon as you can because of, what they're dealing with from the other company, the main competition. Just curious. It's like throwing it out there.
2: I think to answer your question as best as I can, while Moxley is a different, well, he claims to be different, Moxley will always have the WWE stink on him. Sure. He'll always be a guy that maybe wasn't made by WWE, but was built, maybe wasn't built by WWE rather, but was made by them. Sure. Kenny Omega is AEW's guy. Kenny Omega is a guy that you can say is from AEW made by AEW, right? And You know, he's a New Japan guy, but you know, in America yeah, it's all AEW, right? Yes, yes. So that, along with the fact that at one point Kenny Omega was considered unquestionably the best wrestler in the world. Yes. At one point, Kenny Omega was the unquestionably the one wrestler outside of WWE that got the same amount of WWE interest online. The fact that Kenny Omega was at one point so popular and so transcendent for the one year when he was like as hot as fish grease that he got a main stream news. Right? Yeah. So this is still that guy and I still think he's a shitty character But the cleaner character was the one of his characters that made the most interest and the most sense. The best bout machine, you can miss me with that. But the cleaner, the Terminator dude was always dope to me. He's back to that. So I think if there's any representative of this company that can represent the company and has all the requisite things that you would need to be the face of a company to compete with the Juggernaut, the closest you have at this point in time, is Kenny Omega?
3: Okay, that's fair. You good with that? Yeah, I'm great. I love that answer. That's exactly well, what I was looking for.
2: Thank you, Kyle. You you good with that? You do you disagree? I have nothing to add. Okay. Um. Yeah. Which I is mean, why you know
4: I'm on record thinking that Dean Ambrose is a B plus player. So.
2: Well, the B plus player been the champion for like. Some odd days. So,
5: yeah. At I one point,
2: Dick any- Bryan was a B player. Of it.
4: <laughs>
5: I
2: really
4: um, have not been that into Moxley's
2: title reign. I have neither. And I don't think it's his fault. I think they've given him some really shitty um, people to wrestle.
3: The, the thing about Moxley, though, like, I know we're about to probably, well, that's what we're talking about next, but the thing about Moxley is, like, well, he's very, yeah, like. That's for that, but go ahead. Okay. Well, that's fine. But, like, well, I'll just save it then. We'll just save it. Move on.
2: Do you remember, are you going to remember it? Because you're a bit
3: inebriated. Yeah, I remember. It's fine. We're good. You remember? I remember. You remember? I remember. I remember. Um,
2: so the next match is very directly related to the one we just talked about. It's the World Tag Team Championship. The dream match between oh FT and the Young Bucks. Now, there's a couple, of, a couple of caveats to this match that's important to note. And then there's one news item. I need to tell you guys before you talk before you say anything about the match. Okay. The cap. The two caveats are: Tully Blanchard is banned from ringside, so FTR doesn't have their manager. And if the Young Bucks lose, they'll be Cody Rhodes, and they can't challenge for the titles again. Okay. Now. Yes. I have a news item, and then I want to, and I guess I could talk about that after the match. But one important news item is apparently. And again, you know how fucking this shit goes.
3: One of the young bucks got cleared because of
2: yeah. Go ahead. Matt Jackson is seriously hurt. Matt Jackson apparently has a torn PCL and he has I've never heard this shit in my life a thinning ACL, which means that shit is hanging by a thread and can tear at any moment. So when you said that, Kyle, when you thought that oh well, Kenny will win this and then the Bucks will beat the, the I don't think the Bucks are winning. Because well, I mean, Matt Jackson going to be for up. a while.
4: I was yeah. going to say, if his knee's that fucked up, then nah, they probably aren't winning, which I'm fine with because, like, I don't like the Young Bucks at all. And,
2: I don't like them. And, and to be fair, while well, Matt Jackson is the much better character wrestler of the two, and it's funny when you say character wrestler in them, but he's a much better character guy, <laughs> and he's the power guy of them. Matt, when he, just in terms of in-ring, Nick is way better. Nick is fantastic in the fucking ring. He does shit that, that not that there's very few many people there's very few people in the world that can do. Yeah.
6: So Nick it might good.
2: be better that Nick would be the guy to not be hurt and to play and to be the singles guy for a minute. So I just want to note that. There's another then there's a news item I want to talk about that we can talk about after you guys make your, your picks and you say what you want to say about the match. But Carl, I'll let ahead. you
3: go first. Yeah, so first of all, the not-so-young Bucks, um, if your ACL is thinning, you're probably the not-so-young Bucks at this point in your life. However, it's just it's one of those things like you can never compete for the titles again. It just feels set up for the revival to win, or excuse me, for FTR to win. Because look, in wrestling, we all have very short-term memories most of the time. Yeah, so the Young Bucks don't win, whatever. But like, you know, six months from now, we're all going to forget. They'll find a way to get back in the picture. The The tag team scene in AEW seems fairly solid. So I, I don't think it matters if they do or don't compete for the titles because they can put on good matches regardless. You know, even if you're not into the spot fest, if you are into the spot fest and those are your guys. So I think it'll be fine. Um, I I think I would take FTR just just based, when you add in the injury aspect of it, I think that's just the right move. So that's kind of where I would go with that. Stipulations don't mean much to me in wrestling, to be honest with you. Stipulations don't mean much to people in wrestling either. Exactly. So,
4: um, I, my thing is, you know, knowing that Matt's that hurt definitely does change my prediction on the match. Um, I assumed the Bucks were going to win, not even because they deserved it necessarily in a metaphorical sense, but like, because the Bucks can't resist blowing themselves. Like, it's their favorite pastime is to suck their own dicks.
6: So, self like,
4: Yeah, that's their favorite pastime. So, of course, they would put the titles on themselves at the first opportunity that they really got to do so. Um, but knowing that Matt's hurt, obviously, I think that they will probably change course on that and they will opt to have FTR go over. Um, as much as I don't like the bucks, I know the match will be good because both teams are too good for the match to be shit.
3: And Um, they've been wanting the match. That's something they care about a lot.
2: Yeah. And and if Matt's going to be gone, he's going to give everything to this match.
3: Yeah, so I just feel
4: like. I don't know. I just feel like it's not happening.
2: Um, I. So. Match will be good. I. 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 I want. I don't want to be the doom and gloom guy. But I'm so fucking disappointed. This was supposed to be a match of Midnight Express versus. Rock and Roll Express proportions of um, of Edge and Christian versus the Hardys versus the Dudley's proportions of the New Day versus the Usos proportions. This was supposed to be the tag team match and feud that redefined what it was to be a tag team wrestler and, and a tag team. Was mediocre as fuck. Instead, they have they have overbooked this shit to to high hell. The feud isn't even about FTR and 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 the Bucks. The feud is about FTR continuing to save tag team wrestling and the Bucks being healed, but not wanting to be healed. When the whole feud could have just easily started by the fact that the reason the damn team is called FTR was because y'all started it on your YouTube show for no fucking reason. That's not even been mentioned in any of this. Um, we played the game where they were friends. We played the game where they infiltrated and 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 uh, pissed the, and made Hangman turn on his on his buddies. They we played the game where they got Tully. We played the game where they beat up the Rock and Rolls because you know what? Heels beat up faces. We did all this for nothing, and then we get to the match and matter. Man. So it's, it's just so disappointing because very clearly and very honestly, every single bias taken away from all of us, these two teams should give you, and I hate this fucking term, but off the top of five-star match, they should. You know,
4: yeah. hearing you hearing you lay it out, though, it really disappoints me even more that they didn't lay into the history Of the FTR moniker, because like the more that I think about that, like was it a funny skit? Yes, it was funny. Like it was admittedly hilarious at the time that it was happening, but like also looking back on it in hindsight, like what the fuck was Revival's crime that people liked their shit and that people had the the gall, and that people had the gall to say that they were the best tag team, like. For real, you're so full of your fucking selves that like other people thinking someone else is better than you is an instant. Well, fuck that other guy.
2: Yeah, it, I think it's I think it's absolutely bullshit. Um, and yeah, and I, the fact that that wasn't the first thing that came to their mind, the second these motherfuckers walked onto the set is egregiously disgusting to me, and it's 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 wasted. And we'll have a great match, but instead of having a great build to a great match that we'll remember for years to come, it'll just be another great tag team match in, in, in 2020 with a lot of good tag team matches.
3: Just want to get to it. They just kind of want to get to it, you know, like rush to it, potentially. So They want to get it over with. Yeah, exactly. it's kind of weird. It is weird. And, and like,
2: I, I, wish, I wish they would have actually just got it over with when they first walked in the door. Because it would have been better, because at least would have made more sense. Sure. But to play this, but play, but to play this game of hey, my dick is big. Well, my dick is bigger. My dick is bigger. Well, you know what? My dick is big, but look at his dick over. there. Like all this shit is stupid. You know? So the FTR is going to win, and Tully will fi- probably find a way to sneak out, sneak out there, and and do some shenaniganry or whatever. And it's going to be a big thing that the Bucks lost, and they might do a meltdown and whatever. But, like, at this point, I don't really give a fuck what happens after this. I'll watch the match because I paid for the card. But this was a match <laughs> where I would have bought the fucking card to watch.
3: See the, see the difference? No, yeah, because they always talk about, you know, like, you know, you don't want to give shit away on TV for free, you know, so make me pay for it kind of thing. And That's kind of what this should have been.
4: They're relying entirely on the matchup to sell itself, and it's just like—I mean, will it will it sell?
3: Yes, but like, do better. If you're a story guy, then it's just another match, and you don't care. Well, but keep it a buck, and and, and, and I'm. This
2: is no diss to anybody on the Indies, but unless this is independent wrestling, tag team wrestling does not draw. That's true. So it's like there is not a, there's. There are, there are not, what did, uh, what did their biggest pay-per-view do? Like, 100,000 buys? Tag Team Wrestling will not get you 100,000 buys. Right. Right?
3: No, yeah, you're 100% correct.
2: Just Tag just, Team Wrestling just off, is... Just off the GP of these are great teams, they're gonna wrestle. Oh my god, I gotta buy that. People, most people don't think that. Unless it's GCW and they're gonna get 5,000 buys because it's an indie show. People don't think about that. This is a multi million dollar, possibly billion because of the owner's company. I just so no. And your main event is Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. And I am the biggest Eddie Kingston supporter in the world. He's not selling no tickets. Nope.
3: No, he's not. And I love him. I love, I love him. him too. Eddie Kingston is amazing.
6: Love him. You're, you're all correct. Yeah. Putting
3: butts in seats.
2: Maybe maybe in the future he will. This is his first opportunity to do so.
3: Right. Right,
4: right. And he's yeah. knocking it out. He's knocking it out. Peace. Like like if we want to just transition into that match real quick. We all agree Moxley's going to win.
2: Yeah, I was even that. Yeah.
4: But like I want to give some flowers to Eddie Kingston for like making me care because like I have checked out to John Moxley. I don't give a fuck about John Moxley. I don't care about this title run. Like, I'm here for so many other parts of AEW, but not that. Um, and Eddie Kingston has made me care. So, like, thank you, Eddie Kingston, for some fire-ass fucking mic work
2: and getting me to give a shit about Jon Moxley. They had, they had a promo battle this Wednesday. And it was fire. And, and you know, if there's nothing else, Kingston and Moxley can talk. We know this. Especially when Moxley's cares. He's one of the best talkers in the world. But they said something that we all tend to forget. A lot of the build has been built around the fact that Kingston feels that Moxley's a sellout because they're both indie guys who believed in something and believed in a way and you do shit. And Moxley went to WWE and sold out. Right? We forget how close they really were at one point. And this ain't kayfabe. It's for real. Like there was a point in that in that promo where he said, "I promised your mom, Ruthie, before she died, that I would take care of you." And like, you, like Eddie Kingston's face turns as the color of Kyle's shirt. And It's like it's so real and it's so good, and it really makes you feel like you're watching Brothers. It almost is akin to Roman and Jay. Not, the, not it's not the same, but it comes from that same guttural place of. This is real, right? And the only negative of it is, the only negative of it is, both Moxley and Eddie Kingston are guys whose best work is done in steps. They got a great step. I quit works for both of them because they'll do whatever they want to each other. But the reason I'm like Moxley is a Moxley is a is a much more nuanced character than and and wrestler Lady Kingston. But Lady Kingston ain't the type of guy that's going to be able to wrestle 10 15 minute matches on Dynamite every week. That's not his thing. Right? And while Moxley can do it, that's not his best thing. Which is why while Moxley's been a fighting champion, hats off to him, the title ain't been so good because while he's wrestled great wrestlers the stories ain't been there and then the matches ain't have been cool but like unless, his best matches have been the ones with the steps,
4: mm-hmm. you know and if you're somewhat, <clears throat> and if you're a fan like me who's grown
2: like weary of gratuitous violence it's kind of hard to reconcile things. yeah you got to reconcile it in your mind rob all love to rob our brother can't watch none of that can you imagine how violent, how pos- and this is going to main event the show with yeah. all the batches on this card. Imagine how violent Eddie Kingston and 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 Mox is going to be. It's going to be blood everywhere. I'm just trying to
4: figure out, like, with the I quit stipulation, like, what the fuck are they going to do to get either of these characters to quit? Because these are two characters who have been built as,
2: like, never say die. If you can be as creative as they were with Jimmy, and, with Jay, with Jay and Roman... Like that was a creative way to get out of it. I'm sure they'll find a creative way to get out of this. Um my fear is my fear is I hope to God they don't bring Renee in this.
4: Oh please don't. Please don't. I, think I, can, about
3: that. Yeah.
2: I can see if oh. Renee's there and Eddie goes after Renee please. and Moxley quits to save his wife. Please That's the only please. thing I can imagine. Because as a wrestler, Eddie Kingston, and really if you followed his, his life, know his career, Eddie ain't got nothing else. Which is why it's the perfect step. Because there's no reason for him to quit. Because he has nothing else. So that's the only thing that I'm, I'm worried
3: about. So as an outsider, and I'm not sure that I would be able to find a, a way for either of these guys to quit, I would just say that for me personally, as someone who really kind of prefers wrestling in a storytelling sense, and and guys who can go out there and cut promos, and guys who can go out there and and make you interested in a match, like I don't care about a match. This match, you yeah. care about? Yeah, I don't care about a match if there's no build. There's the guys can't cut a promo. Like I don't.
6: Well, I don't especially care.
4: at this point in our fandom, like you know, one thing that I think it's lost as you have watched more and more wrestling is like, you got to get me invested. Cause I've seen a lot of matches.
3: Yeah. And I got time to watch the same yeah. old shit all the time.
4: Exactly. I've seen a lot of shit. I've seen a lot of matches. You have got to make me want to watch your shit.
3: Definitely. So w- w- like with this, like you guys, like I haven't been paying attention necessarily, but like, I could actually like see myself sitting down to watch this because one, I like Eddie Kingston and two, I like John Moxley. So like it could work out like in you know, I like both guys. I know what they're capable of, but like you said, Rance, it makes the prediction a little bit harder because what we know about Eddie Kingston, like what reason does he have to quit? Like there's really no reason, but it's also wrestling. And I assume they will find a way to figure it out. By crook. And for the
2: record, if you were going to shock somebody, this is the time to shock it because nobody thinks Eddie Kingston will win this match.
4: Yeah. Well, sure. and I mean, this is the time to do it because, like, realistically, you know, we might still not have a president by Saturday, so nobody going to be paying <laughs> attention to you. Anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. That all said, I'm still taking Moxley because I think the, the long con. Is yeah. Moxley, Omega, then somehow Page and Omega it, down the road. So it just makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. it makes the most sense. And I a- try to be w- logical in things that I don't necessarily watch in a hardcore manner. So
2: right, and AEW hasn't shown themselves to be a very—they haven't made very crazy booking decisions with their winners. I right. think the most controversial one was Orange beating Jericho twice. Other than that, everything goes... and and um. No, even Brody beating Cody made sense because there was a build up to that. Everything that's happened so far has made sense, I would I would argue. I mean am I am I wrong in that assessment? No, I don't
4: think I don't think so. I think everything's made sense for the most part. Like even the things I don't like have made sense.
2: Okay. Um let's get out of here real quick. Um I'll I'll save the the savior of professional wrestling for last. You can laugh at that. Um Oh yeah. <laughs> They remembered that women wrestled for their company. And so they threw Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose for the Women's Championship on the card. Nyla versus Hikaru Shida. Who you got?
3: I'm going to go with Hikaru. Sure, why not? I don't know. They don't care about it, so why should I, right? That's the truest shit that's
2: been said on this podcast. Shida is completely <laughs> updated. Nyla Rose was fantastic and still needs some seasoning. But she she Nyla gets who she is. Better than most of the fucking world champions in the world. She yeah. gets who she is. She um, breaks I, bitches. She breaks bitches. And I really wish, and I don't know if it's because Nyla needs more seasoning. Well, clearly it's because they don't give a fuck about women. But I don't know what, what the other secondary reasons are, but I just wish they would just let her run. Like, just let her loose. Just dominate. Just fucking Dominate. That's the real real way that you deal with not having a big enough roster. It's the way to build up the
3: division, too, because you bring out someone who's just dominant, and then you find, as she's killing people and going through people, you find that one character, that one wrestler, who can come in and slay the beasts. And all of a sudden, you've got a division worth giving a shit about
2: it's the lesnar booking each person gets yes
3: further and further just about yes. to say the same thing that is that is the way to do it it's like yeah. Drew mcintyre at the rumble taking out lesnar nobody thinks the guy can be beat and then all of a sudden the roof pops off because one guy takes him out you know what i and, mean and now drew is a
2: full-time cemented made yep. of star for the yep. wwe
3: that's the way to do it you're right i'm with you on that one because of one claymore kick I love it.
2: Um, so, yeah, we're all on Sheeta. I, and I I think we – I think – I I don't know about you, Carl, because I don't know if you know who these two people are. <laughs> but me, I think me and Kyle both would be happy if it was Nyla. But Sheeta's fantastic, so I'm cool with that. Um, So this young man called this championship the main championship, so we're going to talk about it like it is the main championship. The TMT title of the newly rechristened Cody Rhodes. Yes, y'all. Cody got his name back. We spoke about it earlier, but just to give some details, Cody had uh, the WWE canceled the trademark for Cody Rhodes. And apparently there has been a deal made between Cody and his people and the WWE that Cody would drop his trademarks for the WCW pay-per-view names if they let him use Cody Rhodes but it's not going to be in a wrestling perspective. It's only going to be in like every other perspective. So like, like when he's on the show Heels on uh, the wrestling show that's going to be on Showtime with uh, Steph, Stephen Amell, he can be credited as Cody Rhodes. And when he's on his little shitty uh, reality show about whatever that music or whatever it was he was doing, he can be Cody Rhodes. He can be Cody Rhodes in the world again instead of just Cody. So Cody, Cody, the American Nightmare, is facing Darby Allen. I think it's time. Uh, that's, that's
4: my
5: reaction.
2: The, that's been a show, guys. Good night. That's <laughs> my reaction
4: to Cody versus Darby Allen. I give zero fucks. Wait. I give, negative,
5: I give negative fucks. Wait. At
2: one point, I would have cared, but they've slowed Darby heavily. And Cody just hopped back out and all of a sudden was like, I'm the God, and, like, I i wasn't ready for that. As
3: it. as the outsider here, as the outsider I the Outsider's Edge, I let me it. ask you a quick question. Is this the main event of the fucking show? No,
4: no Moxley no, vs. Kingston no, was, Kingston will be the main but event somebody wanted the to
2: change
3: my format, so. Oh, well, I was just curious, because, like, we're all talking about this, and, you, and Kyle's like, I don't give a shit about this, and you're like, I don't give a shit about this, like, shit about this either. No, That's all I was no,
4: no, Moxley and Kingston will main event, or FTR and the Bucks will main event, or Kenny and Hangman will main event. Okay. One of those three will main event. Well, with oh,
3: that so in mind, Moxley. right? Well, with the, with that in mind, though, let me just let me just say this: I don't give a shit either. Like Darby Allen doesn't interest me that much. I, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. He could do cool things, but. Okay, like I would much rather see Cody Rhodes. I mean, I assume Cody will win. am I wrong? I don't know, but I mean Cody
2: I, probably maybe win we don't know I think Darby wins
3: okay, that's but, fine. I mean, I would be fine with that like I would be fine, no matter what.
2: The reason I think Darby wins is because number one, Cody talks too fucking much <laughs> and and oftentimes when Cody talks way too much in his in his in his professional role as EVP, it's always normally predicated, I mean, it all normally predicates something happening in his kayfabe role, okay. right? Um, it's happened a few times. And I'm not saying it's a punishment, it might even be a genius misdirect. Secondly, this is shit to get off the pot with Darby Allen. Because if you don't win this match, then I don't give a fuck about him and no more in your company.
3: Sure, Like,
2: start him all over from the ground fucking up he is as dead to me as Sean Spears is at this point. Because he has been put in every situation to succeed and you and you, and you you bury him. You literally put him in a fucking body bag and threw him over the top rope. With packs like in it. They tried to point, kill the guy. They tried to kill him. Let's be honest. At some point, he has to win. At some point, he's got to win. If it's not now, then win. And that's sad considering They've only been a company for eighteen months.
4: Yeah, that is kind of sad. It it's pitiful.
3: I still don't give a shit about Darby Allen, though. Yeah, but I mean, you can still see it, like from the perspective of they put so many. Oh they put yeah. their it's, eggs in the in the Darby Allen basket. Pitiful. It's pitiful. And you can't go out there and literally sacrifice a guy in a, in a bat in a body bag, <laughs> and then be like, eh. eh, you still lose to Cody. It's fine.
2: You know and and if if he's going to be Joey Janella even though you got Joey Janella on the fucking card then that's fine. Let's stop giving him title matches then. Sure. This is like his third TNT title match. He's had a world title match. He's been in almost every single one of the um, they
4: treat tournaments. Darby
2: Allen, they treat Darby
4: Allen like he's a main eventer when absolutely nothing about his like presentation or results leads me to believe that that's what he actually is.
3: Is this ridiculous? I'm going to make a comparison, and you guys are welcome to just, just shit all over it. But a guy who's had a ton of opportunities, never seems to win... Presented as a main eventer. Now, granted, the size difference is a little different, but I'm kind of got Baron Corbin vibes out of him a little bit. Like I'm getting to a point where I don't care so much about a guy like that. You know no, what I mean?
2: Because the company trusts Corbin. Corbin has a job, right? The company trusts Corbin to be that gateway top heel that can that can be a top mm-hmm. angle or fall down to the middle 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 million part, but he ha- his, he has his job.
3: Right. They
2: don't know what they want Darby to be.
3: Okay. That's, that's, a, that's just difference. kind of the way I was kind of seeing it a little bit. Just in he, terms of like piss or get off the pot with someone like that. You no, know what who I mean? He is, who he really
2: is, is he, he is by ever since the word Jeff Hardy, but especially Jeff Hardy in that year before he won the championship. Because remember, if you remember, he had the match against Reddy Orton at Royal Rumble, which was the big build. Orton punted Matt Hardy, uh, Matt, and and Jeff fought and then he did the big jump off the rod set, right? That was the big thing. They had the match. It was a great match, and Orton hit him with the spinny, spinny, spin RKO. Great match. It wasn't until that December that he got the win to win his first championship over Edge and Triple H. In that year, he did everything he could, kayfabe and real life, To prove to Vince and the fans he was deserving. He started doing the face paint. He hit Undertaker with the chair just because he could do the shit. He beat up Vladimir Kozlov because Kozlov was in his way. Like, he did everything he could to prove to them. This is what Darby Allen feels like. But it feels like December come, Armageddon here, and they're going to let the motherfucker lose in seven minutes.
3: Right. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, full gear.
4: I, I don't care about Darby Allen at all. Like <laughs> I, I like I I don't get it. I just I don't get the appeal. But I, I'm not the target demographic for him.
3: So sure. like okay, And but I don't I'm, think I would necessarily be either. I would be more the tar- no, target target demographic for Cody Rhodes than I would be Darby Allen. So
4: No, I think they're skewing younger for Darby. Like, I don't know because like I said, I don't get it. And it makes I, I just I don't get it. But like He's got his place, and so does Cody, and their place is not in the main event. Yeah, they'll and, be a great hot
2: opener. Good for them. Yeah,
5: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah they would never do that shit. Cody, Cody Cody, Garrett, Cody Reynolds in the hot opener? You out your fucking mind.
6: <laughs> uh, <if laughs> they'll be in enough.
2: the dead middle of the car. Like, Either the dead middle. middle, middle. Either dead middle or it's the match right before the final match.
3: That's fair. That's, All three-star Rhodes. That's the Cody's. <laughs> that's that's the why Cody's he spot. got the Rhodes name back, so we would know that he's the three-star guy. We we're Oh, not just Co- oh, Cody Rhodes, shut the three-star
6: guy.
4: Up, hey. uh, Rance, you and I both know that this company, the way that they shit on their women's division, they'll put Nyla and Sheeta in that match before the
2: main event, and they'll give them, like, maybe 10 minutes. No, what they'll do is they'll put Sheeta and Nyla between FTR, Bucks, and Hangman Omega. Yeah, they'll, they'll be do. the piss break match. Yeah, that's what they'll do to let people get. Yeah, let people catch their breath and go pee,
4: which is pathetic because both of those women deserve so much better than that.
2: And which is also pathetic because if you gave them a real chance a, a story and, a, and like a and like a chance to really go go out. They could have a match as good as those other two matches. So. Maybe not as good, but you don't point. Go ahead. I know you want to end. We, we get out of here. We're done.
6: Well,
4: um, well, y'all, that's our show this week. You can find uh, Carl on Highly Questionable on ESPN. And when he's <laughs> not on Highly Questionable, you can find Carl on Twitter at
3: OutsiderCurvin, K-E-R-V-I-N.
4: Uh, You can find Brother Rance in Houston, you know, whipping people into shape. Uh, When you can't find him out in them streets, you can find him on Twitter at (laughs) P-O-T-U-S.
2: I like
3: it. You would do a much better job than the current person.
2: So we're good. Uh, I would say they would never elect me, but we got a felon as as an elected official now. So why not? By day, you can find me teaching your
4: kids, but rest of the time, you can find me on Twitter at Doctor S'mores. The show is part of the Chairshot Media Network at the Chairshot, where you
2: always use your head, always moves. use your vote. boom.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, you can find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge CS at Outsider Jazz. Give us the fucking handle. Stop being a dick. Um, I didn't even as- to
2: joke that today.
4: No. Nah. And as always, y'all, we here at the Outsider's Edge are some increasingly older men doing everything we can out here to make it in this world. And sometimes we're gonna say some things that you might not like very much. Like, I don't know, John Moxley needs to drop that belt because he's not the main player. Other times, we're gonna say some things that like are just some hard truths. Like the build to FTR versus the Bucks has been incredibly disappointing. <laughs> But no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams. And, like, you have got to respect that. Because if you don't, well, it's after midnight on the East Coast, which means we damn sure don't give a fuck.
2: We didn't give a fuck yesterday. We don't give a fuck today. So fuck both days.
5: Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.
3: See ya.